Welcome to The Baseball Show, Chicago's only interactive nightly show focused on the Cubs, the White Sox, and Major League Baseball. On radio, on app, on podcast. Listen to the show your way on ESPN 1000 with a new ESPN Chicago app. The, the Baseball, Baseball Show with Jonathan Hood. Presented by Goose Island Beer Company. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. It is the Baseball Show, presented by Goose Island Beer Company. I'm Jonathan Hood, right here on ESPN 1000 in the brand new ESPN Chicago app. Hope that you're going to have a great Wednesday night as we lead you into White Sox baseball, right here on Chicago's Home for Sports, as the White Sox... They will take on the Milwaukee Brewers, 635 pregame with Mark Chanowski in a 7-10 first pitch with Andy Mazur and Darren Jackson right here on ESPN 1000. Follow the show on Twitter at ESPN MLB Show. I'll tell you, there is nothing like looking at two teams that are on top of the mountain. And here's my first pitch. So you're building a bridge to White Sox baseball as they take on the Brewers, and that's great, but the Cubs story also is great. Not one, but two of the hottest teams in Major League Baseball reside in Chicago, Illinois. I didn't think that we'd get here, but we are here with the Cubs and the White Sox. No matter what you think of the Cubs and Sox competition, imagine if the Cubs lost to Kansas City or lost to Pittsburgh or the Sox lost to Milwaukee or losing to Kansas City, losing those series. I think it's a real cool story in a baseball season that really needs great stories to see the Cubs and Sox perform well and give us some hope. On the, on the north side of things, the Cubs have as many wins as the Twins in baseball. And yesterday, the Cubs are the only team uh, with a winning record in the National League Central. So let's think about that. I mean, looking at the standings and looking at the National League Central, you thought, okay, St. Louis might have a chance. They might be the top team, or it could be Milwaukee. Um, you can look up and down there and you say, okay, maybe the Cubs have a chance to get into the playoffs. Point is, though, is that they're the only team right now with a winning record, and they are red hot. Jason Hayward, Jason Kipnis, Wilson Contreras, all homered for the Cubs. The power is there. It looks like the Cubs from a few years ago. Let's go back in time from the Marquee Network and hear some of the power from the Cubs in their victory yesterday. And Hayward drives it to deep right. Way back there. It's gone. And the Cubs have the lead. That ball pounded by Jason Kipnis. And it's gone. Four starts. Four extra base hits. Four to one. Driven deep and it's going to go. Contreras wins the battle. Cubs continue to hit the ball out of the ballpark. That's number three tonight. They've gone deep in every game except for one this year. Nice play, Bryant. Throw to first. Cubs win. That ball was hit like a rocket, and Bryant made it look easy, and the Cubs sweep the two-game series and the five-game homestand. See, indeed, the Cubs just continue to be red hot, 9-2 and two on the season with the victory last night. And so when you look inside the numbers, and if you watch that game or listen to it, you know where I'm going with this. 
you love a team that has some resolve. And the Cubs showed that in a big way offensively, as we talk about this on the baseball show, presented by Goose Island Beer Company, Jonathan Hood, on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. So Kyle Hendricks yesterday, seven innings pitched, seven hits, two runs, three strikeouts. Okay, so you're looking to be able to have a starting rotation that can be able to hold up. You're getting quality from Chatwood and Mills, something that I did not expect when the season started, and now you're getting that, along with Hendricks, Again, one good outing to start with, not not such a good outing the second outing, but bounced back nicely against the Royals offense yesterday. The Cubs find their way to get the job done against the Kansas City Royals. And, of course, things cannot be smooth, right? There's always drama. Craig Kimbrell, and, and I mean, that's enough. When it comes to David Ross, Ross put him in a game with a chance to succeed, and it's just not happening, and it just can't continue. I remember when Craig Kimbrell was a solid and dependable closer with Boston and Atlanta. It's just not working here. He lost his confidence. It was a great game offensively for the Cubs. You've got great pitching, and then as Ross tries to put Kimbrell in a position to succeed, he fails. And so you look at a 31 and 23 record, a 2.17 ERA, 346 saves in his career, and he continues to wet the bed when he's out there for the Cubs. And it's just, it's just not good enough. It's not like we haven't been here before, right? There's been certain players that are on a team that just can't seem to get things right. You put them in a position to succeed, and they fail. And so the same thing here with Kimbrell. Kimbrell was a solid and dependable closer, and now he's just not that guy anymore. And so you're looking at this 9-2 record, and you're saying there's more positives, way more positives than negatives. But one thing that has to get clear and get got to get better is to try to find a way to get someone else the ball, whether it's Jeffers or whoever, to be able to give him the ball in the ninth. Because somehow you got to hide this guy. Unless it's a blowout situation for him to maybe get the kinks out, Kimbrell is just not dependable. There's no need to bang your head against the wall every time when you're trying to find someone to just give him a couple of outs, just try to get his confidence. Look, you're trying to win a World Series. You're trying to win the division. You can't have that guy out there. Imagine if it's another situation where it's a close game. You know, Kimbrell's been there before. As I mentioned, 346 save in his, in his career. and can't get the job done. That, that just won't work. So he, here's the conundrum about the, uh, the Cubs I find interesting. A 1.95 ERA, the best starting rotation in baseball, but yet the worst uh, numbers when it comes to the bullpen in baseball. 1.95 ERA was the best starting rotation, the third best OPS at 792, and looking at a defense that's much more improved than it was last couple of seasons. But the, the full story is is that all those things are good, and then you're just trying to find ways to be able to improve with that bullpen. The Cubs are going to put their winning streak in the hands of Yu Darvish tonight. 1-1, 2.70 ERA. He's going to make his third start of 2020, and he had a nice performance against Pittsburgh. 2-1. Uh, with a 2.34 ERA and five career starts against Kansas City. That'll be the matchup for the Cubs and the Royals. Lineup goes like this for the Cubs. It'll be Bryant, Rizzo, Baez. Bryant, by the way, back at third base. Contreras to DH, Schwarber in left, Bodie at second. Hayward in right, Horner in center field. Caratini the catcher and Darvish on the mound. You like flexibility in your lineup. You got plenty of that. The over-under for this game against the Royals for the Cubs is 9. 
and then on the money line it's plus one one. Uh, let me see, minus one ninety six for the Cubs uh, in this one. Again, over under is nine runs for the Cubs and the Royals. As you're listening to the baseball show presented by Goose Island Beer Company on ESPN one thousand and the ESPN Chicago app. For the White Sox, the for the Sox, the win was bittersweet. The sweet was that the Sox have a penchant to try to find a way to get a hit in big moments. Uh, Giolito worked six strong innings. He struck out nine among his 103 pitches. He was the opening day starter and once again went with a four-seam fastball. The fastball changeup mix, according to uh, StatCast, he threw 52 four-seamers and 43 changeups. The only issue with Giolito came in the fifth. Logan Morgan, he had a, a double. Gamble hit a, t- a long two-run home run, but Giolito kept the White Sox in the ball game. The last thing that you want for your team that you're rooting for is to feel like your club cannot come back late in games. The Sox would run as a scoring position, find a way to produce. They're just a half game out in the American League Central. You remember how it started? Two formidable teams with the Indians and the Twins, and now look at the Sox really finding a way to win ball games. So I gave you the sweet. Here's the bitter. So watching that game late yesterday after we were off the air for Under the Hood, the Sox said that Madrigal had jammed his left shoulder, which was a temporary redirect from the fear of wrist damage. Uh, and so that was big. Also, in that same game yesterday, Edwin Encarnacion left the game with left shoulder soreness uh, of his own after tweaking it on a swing. So we come to find out from Rick Hahn earlier today that Madrigal is going to be on the IL, separation of his left shoulder. When he slid in to third base, I said, oh, man, he messed up his wrist, maybe jammed the wrist. It ends up being a separation of his left shoulder on the IL. They're optimistic that Madrigal can return at the end of the month, according to Rick Hahn. Encarnacion is day-to-day. He's got inflammation in the SC joint in the shoulder. So, again, we'll keep our eyes on that. But just every time now, as of late, when you watch the White Sox and you're watching their games, you're thinking, okay, so this game will not be over until the actual last out. And that gives you pause as a Sox fan to say, I'm going to be invested all nine innings because I don't know what's going to happen. Now, again, the Sox bullpen is not perfect, but their offense is really steady, and it's really daunting when you take a look at it when they're in full strength. Now, it's different now because no Encarnacion here with the shoulder injury and also Madrigal. Madrigal, as you saw this past weekend, was able to find his groove, and that was great for the Sox, but it's... uh, it's going to be interesting now after beating the Indians, winning one of those three games against the Indians, then sweeping the Royals, winning the first two here against the Brewers. Now we'll see what happens to Guaratine rate tonight. Uh, let's go back and hear the offense from the White Sox as they got the job done yesterday against Milwaukee. Eloy cracks this ball. Deep center field. Bring him home. We are tied at two. That center field power is mammoth. Jose rips it to left field and gives the Sox the lead. 3-2 Sox. Can't afford a wild pitch. Got to throw him heat. 3-2. On the ground to first. Jose's got it. Sox win again in Milwaukee. Boy, a good pitch. He made sure that Gamble, if he pulled it, couldn't hit it in the air. Six in a row for the Sox. So the Sox continue their winning ways as they take on Milwaukee at guaranteed rate. 
The over-under for this game is 8.5, and, and the Sox are plus 117 on the money line for this one. The lineup for the Sox today will be Robert at the top of the lineup at center field, Moncada at third, Abreu at first, Grandal the DH, Jimenez in left, Mazzara moves up to right field, McCann is the catcher, Garcia at short, and Mendick the second baseman with Dallas Keuchel. Two quality outings from Keuchel so far for him for the uh, White Sox will be on the mound for the Sox as they try to continue their winning streak. Still to come, we'll hear from Theo Epstein of the Cubs and also some thoughts from Rick Hahn about how both teams are doing on as we are getting winning baseball on both sides of town. It's so rare, but it's really great to watch because now both teams are must-watch or must-listen as we build a bridge to White Sox baseball at 635 with Mark Schanowski with the pregame. Sox and Brewers right around the corner. The baseball show presented by Goose Island Beer Company with Jonathan Hood right here on ESPN 1000. From Wrigley on the north to guaranteed rate on the south. This is the baseball show on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Cubs, Sox, and so much more. This is the Baseball Show with Jonathan Hood. Presented by Goose Island Beer Company. On ESPN 1000. And the ESPN Chicago app. White Sox baseball taking place at uh, 635 with the pregame with Mark Chanowski and a 710 first pitch with the radio voice of the White Sox. Uh, it is uh, Andy Mazur and Darren Jackson right here on the ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. We're on after Waddle and Sylvia, the baseball show. is presented by Goose Island Beer Company. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our telephone number as we get your thoughts on g- really some great storylines on both sides of town with the Cubs and the White Sox. After waiting all this time to have baseball, and now you're having two teams that are playing well. It's great. Um, I can keep some of the question marks and uncertainty in the rearview mirror when we are looking at good baseball that's on our TVs on a regular basis. No, we're not at the games, but it's really great to be able to see two teams that are battling their butts off to be able to get some W's on the board. So that's good. Two strong teams with the Cubs and White Sox so far this season. It's early, but still a positive uh, in the right direction. You'd rather win those games than lose those games. Because there's some teams now that have lost a lot of games so far to make it seem like, like you know, if you lost six, seven games, you feel like you've been out of it. Uh, so that that's a positive, definitely in the right direction. Some thoughts from Theo Epstein. So Theo Epstein... The the man, when it comes to the Chicago White Sox, had a number of things to say. Um, and David Ross, as I mentioned before, Ross comes in and manages this team, and he comes in with no experience. A guy that uh, played for a while, became a World Series champion with the 16 Cubs, retired from the game, and then you saw uh, him be at ESPN for two or three years and then becomes manager of the team. I like Joe Madden a lot as a manager. I, I thought that Joe should still be the manager for this Cubs team. But everyone has fatigue, right? If Epstein and Madden had fatigue with each other and they felt like it was time to part, that's fine. I liked the idea that Madden and Epstein uh, worked together because they helped build the 16 Chicago Cubs. But that's not the case anymore. So now it's David Ross's show. So uh, some thoughts from Theo Epstein on what has impressed him the most about David Ross. 
Yeah, every, everything. I mean, you've been you've been around. I mean, the guy cr- creates energy all by himself. He creates accountability. Um, he he, you know, he he has so much. Uh, the players have so much respect for him um, that I think I think they want to do well for him. There's a sense of not wanting to to let him down. I think for a first year manager, he's been incredibly um, aware of all the little things that go into keeping an organiz- organization and a major league team functioning and humming along, anticipating problems before they happen, having those extra conversations. He's been self-aware as well, you know, sort of aware of his own um, lack of experience in certain areas or elements of his personality that maybe don't fit a given situation. And he's done a wonderful job delegating, um, empowering his coaching staff, empowering veteran leaders, challenging them to, to step up and do more and, and, and they've responded. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's been, you know, everything we could ask for, you know, so one sixth of the way um, in, into his first season, but no, he's been, um, you know, along with the players he's and, and staff, you know, obviously as a manager, he plays an important role in, in being responsible for the, for the terrific environment that, that you see around here right now. Thoughts from Theo Epstein. Interesting. He, he feels good about David Ross. And, you know, I remember the last press conference that Madden had, and he was standing against the wall with Epstein, Epstein and Madden kind of talking to one another while the press was standing there and just talking about how great Joe was and great was great for the organization. But for this iteration of the Cubs, that it's proper now for Ross to be the manager. I just, I understand that there's fatigue. I just think that Joe Madden still had enough um, of that locker room to be still the manager for this Cubs team. But, you know, we have to turn that page on that now because Madden is the manager for the Angels and Ross now. What you wanted is a kick in the ass for this Cubs team. Uh, Two years of a slump. They seemed like they just were not getting together offensively, and uh, they were not very good defensively last couple of seasons. So that's why they turned the page. Maybe Ross is the elixir that troubles this Cubs team. As we talk about on the baseball show presented by Goose Island Beer Company, Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. I went to Scott Merkin's Twitter, uh, and Scott Merkin has covered the White Sox for a long time. He was part of the press conference uh, as Rick Hahn got a chance to speak to the press. Hahn, is according to Scott Merkin, Hahn was praising the team's resiliency, feeling as if uh, they're never out of a game, also impressed by the bullpen's early work. Uh, questions about Dunning. Uh, Dunning will not start on Saturday for the Sox. He's continuing to build up. You know, the Sox, as good as the stories are for the Sox, there's still holes in this rotation. Gio Gonzalez is not a starter to me. He's more of a long man in you know that that's that's an issue because he, it would have been nice for him to give you like a good five innings of nothing else. I'm not sure if Gio can do that. Um, so with Lopez down, Lopez is in Schaumburg on a throwing program. He's a half step behind where they hoped that he would be, uh, as he had a stomach issue. It's unrelated to COVID nineteen. So uh, Lopez is on the mend, but just not yet. Again, a half step behind there. So Han doesn't see Detweiler stretching out to be a starter in the next three or four turns through. He could be an uh, an, uh, an opener or part of a creative bullpen day. 
So you, you have to do this now. It, coming in, we talked about how pitching rich the White Sox were, and they still are, but just we have certain injuries that you're dealing with. You have to be creative. So I could see a bullpen day at, at some point. Han on Renteria, he says that uh, I've been impressed by his use of a bullpen. I've been impressed with his um, being able to balance the desire to win every game, uh, but at the same time remain focused on the long, long-term uh, and the health and availability as best we can of our team. So some interesting things there uh, said uh, about the White Sox from Rick Hahn. Something else, too, um, Evan Marshall said that Luis Robert is probably our MVP of the American League right now. The MVP of the American League. Now, there's, there's something right there to chew on. I'm always very hesitant to be able to go all in on young players because what you want to see is a body of work, not just from a couple of weeks. Yes, I'm excited to see any young talent that is flourishing. Um, there's no doubt in the in the race for rookie of the year. Robert is right there in the conversation. He's got to be top two, top three in the consideration for him for you know rookie of the year. But it's only a, again a sample size. But in that sample size, he doesn't look overwhelmed by anything. <laughs> That's the thing. You don't want to be over the top about any young athlete, but you want to be excited about what the future could bring. And so his range in the outfield is terrific. His ability to to hit the outside pitch, the inside pitch, whether it's a high fastball, he's been able to do a lot of these things. And, the, of course, the exit velocity of those pitches, that's just been tremendous. There, there is no doubt about that. But I just want to be able to see more as we move on. Now, it is really an advanced course for him with Tim Anderson being out. So now here is uh, the opportunity for Robert to lead off. And so now at the top of the lineup, when you take a look at this lineup, even though Encarnacion is now part of it, man, it's crazy. It's, it's just amazing. Uh, how strong this lineup can has really been for the White Sox so far. So that's, again, encouraging sides, uh, signs on both sides of town for both the Cubs and the White Sox. The baseball show is presented by Goose Island. And don't forget, Time Out Sports Bar and Countryside. Stop in and grab a couple of Goose Island White Sox Golden Nails tonight. Time Out Sports Bar is a proud official White Sox bar and is an awesome place to watch a White Sox game. Coming up, White Sox baseball. The Sox are trying to extend their winning streak. Can they do it? We'll hear from Mark Janowski with the pregame. And then it'll be Darren Jackson and uh, Andy Mazur with the call right here on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000. You've been listening to The Baseball Show with Jonathan Hood. If you miss something, you can always get the podcast on your time. Click the Baseball Show tile on the new ESPN Chicago app. Join us weeknights at 6 for The Baseball Show, presented by the Goose Island Beer Company on ESPN 1000.